welcome to the Rock Roundtable Podcast, a weekly news and record review show. I'm your host, CJ, and I'm on a quest to discover newly released songs across all genres of rock and roll and heavy metal. You can find the news and the songs reviewed on this show at my Facebook page, CJ Roundtable. You can interact with the podcast on the Facebook group page, Rock Roundtable Podcast. You can contact me directly by email, itrockspodcast at protonmail.com. You can find the records in video form on our YouTube channel, Rock Roundtable. It's under the playlist section. Check out the YouTube for a weekly reaction video review. Listen to the episode playlist on Spotify Playlist Rock Roundtable episode number. So please, please, please subscribe, review, rate five stars. It really helps out in the search results optimization and helps me to grow the show. And with me, as always, is Sir Derek from the Badlands, the Lancelot of the Rock and Roll Roundtable podcast. How are you tonight, Derek? I'm feeling fresh. I just uh, took a shower. I, I, I didn't actually take a shower, but I thought it'd sound better if I was clean, but I'm not clean. But I'm here. And from the city by the bay where the koi play. The sexy king himself, Beefcake Brad. Hello. How are you tonight, Brad? Hello, gents. I am so ecstatic to be here tonight. So, I think we start out the show with the news, but before we get into the real news, we got a little bit of rock roundtable news. And the news is we are at 950 plays for last week's episode and the youtube channel's last video was at 19,000. That's pretty awesome, right guys? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, the pressure's getting to me. I I'm going to have a breakdown. Well, go ahead and uh pop a beer, chill yourself out and I'm going to tell you the news that I want you to know about this week. Can I so, can I interrupt for one moment? Please do. I just want to say, and anybody listening, please do check out the YouTube show we're talking about, which is uh, an interview we did with uh, Shattered Glass, which is a band based out of Florida, and they're a band that's uh, trying to get going, and they got some good music. They just need some support. So please check it out. They're really cool guys, and uh, – so far, the reaction's been really great for them, and they're loving the reactions they're getting, so check it out. So, probably the biggest news story of the last two weeks, because the podcast was off for the 4th of July, was R.I.P. Charlie Daniels. The devil went down to Georgia looking for a soul to steal. Possibly the best fiddle song 
ever written. Did you guys like Charlie? Uh, I'll take that first. Take it back seat, Brad. Um, <laughs> I loved Charlie Daniels. In fact, just to date myself, I had that album with Devil Went Down to Georgia on eight track. I know all the lyrics to that song. I could sing it. Uh, back when I was playing college football, we'd be on the bus and I would just start singing Devil Went Down to Georgia and, and it just just blew up. The whole bus was going crazy singing and having fun. And Charlie Daniels was, he was a true uh, rebel. I don't know if, if you want to say it like that, but he was true. He was a true, honest dude and he did what he did. And he, he played the fiddle and he made it rock. And it was, I, I, I got a lot of respect for Charlie Daniels. And Devil and Down to Georgia, that's just a fantastic song. So, R.I.P., Charlie. So, B-Rad, can you name one other Charlie Daniels song? I would the take of my first strike of the night for that. I cannot. He was kind of a one-hit wonder despite having a incredible career, wasn't he? Yeah. I always thought that they would do that someone would do a guitar version like metal the Charlie Daniels Devil went down to Georgia up with some awesome guitar shredding. You know who you know who you know who could do something is uh have you heard of that guy that Leo Maricelli guy or whatever I don't know he's from like the Netherlands or something. He does all the the metal stuff of like uh Spice Girls, and he metals it up and everything. He'd be the guy to do it. That'd be cool. Yeah, he he would. Might have to send Frog Leap Studios uh, email <laughs> just to see what he thinks. So yeah, the next order of business. There are some concerts that have happened. Real concerts, no social distancing. Chase Rice did one in Petros, Tennessee, and Great White did one in North Dakota. And we know Great White doesn't give a shit about their fans because when the house is on fire, they're running out the back door instead of uh trying to uh Oh, that's tell, a low blow. Tell their tell their fans that maybe they shouldn't trample each other getting out the door nice and orderly. It, it is it a low blow? I I don't think so, man. I I I think uh I think they really screwed the pooch on that one. You got hey. you 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 gotta help people get out the door. But Great White is rocking. They did show in North Dakota, no social distancing, and uh, we'll see what happens. Which version? I believe it was actually Jack's version of Great White. All right. So the Rock Roundtable Karma. Five Finger Death Punch is now number one, a little bit off. And don't look now, but Pretty Reckless is in the number five spot and rising. So I got a feeling we're going to have another Rock Roundtable Karma number one from Pretty Reckless. You guys hated that song. Well, I think what's going to happen, it's going to fall short like the three songs you bring every week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see about that. So, Axel Rose is tweeting again. 
and he blew uh, up the Surgeon General Jerome Adams. And uh, Axel was pissed that Jerome went on TV and he was asked, should people attend large gatherings? Is it safe, yes or no? And he would not answer one way or the other. He uh, he went into a spiel about personal choice and blah, blah, blah. And that didn't sit right with Axel. So Axel's tweet was, is Adams A, a coward, B, a piece of shit, or C, both? So so Jerome tried to smooth it over on Twitter and uh, thanked Axel for his passion and for his music and asked Axel if he would retweet a stay safe and stay at home, wear a mask PSA from the office of Surgeon General, whereas Axel graciously responded you want to start telling peeps to avoid large gatherings or do you want me to shame we couldn't get that out of you on tv over the weekend so no uh, the peace pipe was not accepted from mr rose yeah well but to, to be fair axel was a little irritated because his jenny craig membership expired so <laughs> Axel just got off tour he's probably looking slimmer and looking good who knows really no no no. (laughs) but there is a little bit more Guns N' Roses news so Slash did quite an interview with Sweetwater of like a Sweetwater guitar and music sales and uh, I I think the article was called something like uh, the the man behind the Les Paul, something like that. But he talked about what he's been doing over the COVID layoff. And he says he's been jamming with Axel. He's been jamming with Duff and mainly working on writing new material for Guns N' Roses. So hoping, wishing, praying new material from Guns. I won't hold my breath. The next little piece of news is... uh, Sully Erna. Sully Erna had a little something to say about presidential candidate Joe Biden. And uh, disclaimer, the Rock Roundtable is not a political podcast. So I'm just going to let Sully Erna's quote, I'm just going to read it verbatim. We're going to be really close to losing this country if this dude, Joe Biden, gets into office. Because if Biden gets control of the country, it's the people pulling his puppet strings that are going to control it. This guy can't remember his own wife's name. Yeah, um, I'm going to comment on that. Um, 2020, vote for me because... I will kick ass as president. You'd be a great <laughs> president, dude. Awesome. Well, there's going to be some skeletons, but, you know, there's yeah. going to be a, a plethora. It's going to be like a fucking tribal burial grounds when they're digging that shit up on me. But I'll just I don't care. I'll roll with it. Well, you know, th- uh, four years ago, I actually I did write my name in on the ballot. And it got kicked out because there was no write-in candidates on the on the whole ballot. You can't put beefcake. They, they won't <laughs> accept that. Yeah, they did not accept it. 
I think Brutus the Barber is dead. You can't vote for dead. <laughs> yeah, that's why they didn't accept it. Uh-huh. But he nice voted one. six Get times. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you who I'm going to be voting for right now. Because I'm not pulling the trigger for brain oh, damage, boy. dementia, Biden. And Donald Trump has disappointed me in numerous, numerous ways. I'm all in for Kanye 2020. <laughs> Kanye is running. He has found God. He he rambles a little bit. He, he's a little bit understa- hard to understand, but he's the best option. Can I ask you a question? So does that mean I, I don't have your support? If you can get on the ballot. But my question to you oh. is, will Kanye be on the ballot in November? Is this for no, real? No, of course it's not. It's just it's just a sign of the times and how f- fucking crazy we all are. And it doesn't, you know, it just pisses me off. I mean, I always tell people all the time, I don't remember how much my life has changed from Bill Clinton to Ronald Reagan to o- Obama to... Trump. All I know is I take care of my family and, you know, people just, people are just idiots. Just, just take care of your family and move on. Shut up. Brad, can you imagine what it will be like with a Kardashian as a society? <laughs> Kim Kardashian and her booty and her Insta breaking the internet every day. Oh, it's I thought when uh, Mrs. Trump got in there that we would see all these clothing lines break out and we'd all be, be forced to wear the clothing line, and that it never happened. So <laughs> Kim, Kim is going to – I don't know what she, her impact would be. <laughs> can, she, can she talk education, do you think? <laughs> I got a feeling uh, Melania did not sign up for what she got. <laughs> when she said, I do, she didn't sign up for the spotlight of the first lady. I like Melania. I like Melania. Really, what's not to like? Yeah, she's a classy lady. Everybody could shut up. The media couldn't ignore her more. That's for sure. So, two little quick hits. Unfortunately, one of the Rock Roundtable bands that the Beefcake has brought on the show did not get the Jungle Karma. Because it works in mysterious ways. Exactly (laughs) like Jim Rome's Jungle Karma. The Rock Roundtable karma is a thing of mystery and beauty. But Shapes, or Shaves, Shapes with a V has broken up. They're done. Oh, I hated them, didn't I? That was Bruce Dickinson's son, wasn't it? Yep, Bruce Dickinson's son. Hotheads. They were horrible. They were horrible. Oh, they were okay. (laughs) <laughs> and another little quick hitter is because I can't go a week without talking about Tommy Lee is Tommy got a tattoo on his fucking face. Did you guys see that? Well, wasn't he drinking with uh, Iron Mike? <laughs> Mike? Mike thinks Tommy's face tattoo is ugly. I can't believe he got a tattoo on his face. I mean, he's so well read and so intelligent. So I have a special little Derek V. Brad game this week. And oh, boy. This, 
So get ready, boys. So this I've been week, unstoppable. Well, I'm going to let you go first because God knows that you never win these. Brad always kicks your ass. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I always win them. <laughs> From Loudwire, the best 66 hard rock and heavy metal front men. So let me tell you, I don't love this list at all, but the top half of the list is pretty hard to argue with. But let me tell you who's not on this list, because this list was not kind to classic rock. There's not much classic rock in here. So Mick Jagger is not on the list. David Bowie is not on the list. This list was also not kind to the hair bands. Brett Michaels and John Bon Jovi are not on this list. Thank God. And it, and it was also not terribly kind to heavy to super heavy metal like Thrash. Dave Mustang is not on this list. But I have the top twenty-three. And we're gonna go three strikes style. Let's see who can stay alive the longest. Or who strikes out first. So Derek because frank frankly you need the help to beat Brad I'm going to let you go first <laughs> great I want to go with one of my okay. 23 of oh, the list. Who's in there? let me let me go all right I gotta pick my man James Hetfield he's got to be in there although the list is unkind to thrash metal James Hetfield is in there at number nine your turn Brad Ronnie James Deal. Of course, fucking Dio's in there. Number five. Woo! Derek. Rob Halford. The Metal God is obviously in there at number four. Bradley. Freddie Mercury. Number one. Now, I personally do not think Freddie Mercury should be number one. I don't think anyone can deny his vocal range or his talent as a vocalist but uh uh bohemian rhapsody and we and we are the champions and there's not much else in my opinion that's casey's opinion derek i'll save my chubby friend uh, axel chubby axel is on that list number eight are you serious well, Axel's the best front man in music, not named Mick Jagger, Brad. Oh. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go, Brad. Oh, no, it's my turn. No, I just... um, yeah, 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 yeah. Derek went with his chubby friend, Axel. Brad, right. it's you. Robert Plant. Number three. Derek? Oh, God, this is getting difficult now. No kidding. Bruce Dickinson. Oh, you did. Bruce Dickinson, number two. Where are you going now, Bradley? Oh, my gosh. Ozzy Osbourne. Ah, you son of a bitch. You stole mine. Ozzy's there, number seven. No looking it up, dickhead. I'm not looking anything up, a-hole. Uh... Is that how we win? Is that how we cheats? How we won the last I'll time? Say, uh, I'll say Bon Scott. Bon Scott is there, number twelve. 
Well, that'll buy so, ass. Nobody so, has any strikes yet. I'm shocked. Well, I'm going to play devil's advocate then. If Brian Scott's on there, is Brian Wilson on there? Brian Wilson. Oh, he, <laughs> man, well, Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys is not on there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Your turn, Derek. I'll say Brian Johnson. Yeah, oh, Brian Johnson you know what is on the list. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Two spots above Bon Scott. Oh. <laughs> I'm dr- oh, you guys are dicks. That should have been mine. <laughs> yeah. Well. Dementia. Uh, the lead singer of Nirvana, Kurt Cobain. Kurt's there. 13. All right, lead singer Rocco Dilla Rocca or whatever from Rage. Zach was on the list, but he is not in the top twenty-three. Strike one. Oh, Rage gets, you're saying Rage gets a sheet? Wow. He, was, um, he said Brian Johnson. Shut up. He said Brian. I know. I know. One strike each. All right. Um, Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley was on the list, but not in the top 23. Oh! Gene Simmons. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if Paul's not there, neither is Gene. Strike two, Derek. Okay. It's to you, Beefcake. Oh, God. Um, The lead singer of Nickelback. Chad. (laughs) Are you... you, just pulling the eject button on that, Jesus Christ! Brian. Yeah, that way, this this way, I'm making sure that I'm not saying the guy's last name wrong. <laughs> okay, Brad is done. Derek wins. Here's, oh, here's here's some of the people you didn't get in the top. Hey, 20. can I can I can I give can I give it if 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 Brad would have got one right? Let me okay. give you what I would have said. Okay, but Derek, let's seems as though you're victorious. Go ahead, go. Let's see yes. how far you can go before you get. Your yeah, right. now, yeah, yeah. Please record that I was victorious. I'd say the lead singer from uh, Leonard Skinner, and you would be out also. So a very narrow oh. victory. So, wow. So we got Iggy Pop at number six. Oh Christ, he's Hendrick, horrible. Hendrix at eleven. Alice. He Cooper. couldn't sing. Alice oh, Cooper. Alice. Phil Helzamo, Diamond Dave, <gasps> Steven Tyler. Hold on, go on. Diamond Dave can't hold a note. That's why it's front men, not singers. Steven Tyler, Lemmy, Johnny Rotten, Trent Reznor. That's my biggest beef of the one who should be out of the top 20. Uh, Roger nice. Daltrey at 21. That's why I had to go to 23. I just couldn't cut it off. I couldn't cut Daltrey out. Joe Strummer and Ian Gillen is the top 23. So, good job, Derek. Another victory. Another victory, yep. This is old hat for me. (laughs) (laughs) And that concludes the news and fun and games. So, let's get into the reviews. And I think I think the list we have for Rock Roundtable episode 16 was very strong. Uh, honestly, I don't think there's a bad song on it, but that's why you guys are here to tell me what the bad songs are. 
and the good songs are. So let's just start this thing out with a fir- the first song from me. And uh, once again, I got on that plane, flew across the pond because I couldn't find anybody who rocked in America. And I went Dutch. And we got Vandenberg. And the song is called Freight Train. And uh, Vandenberg's been doing it since 1980, 1983. His best effort was a 1983 single called Burning Heart. That was a top 40 track. But he did play some guest solos on guitar in the White Snake album, White Snake from 87. Um, so there's been lots of people in and out of this band, but the one consistency is the guitar player, Adrian Vandenberg. Now he's got the rainbow singer, Ronnie Romero with him for the new album. This was my favorite train, my favorite song that was not released as a single off this album. Vandenberg freight train. Spin it. surprised um i got i th- i love the way the guitars get into a really cool groove they had a really cool groove with those guitars uh the tempo of the chorus was really cool i like that a lot while i mean you could say it, it could feel a little bit dated but i still liked it a lot uh the only the biggest part for me that i didn't like was probably the little scream thing they did right before the guitar solo that sounded way dated um, and I don't know if it's a little repetitive. I didn't find it that repetitive, so it must not have been Brad's selection. So <laughs> no, but I, I, I liked the song a lot. I thought it was really good. I, it was, it was a pretty cool song. I was pretty impressed. I didn't know what they were talking about. I had no idea. I don't know if they were a train or the freight train. They're, they're coming into your town and taking all your women, but it was a pretty good song. B-Rad, what do you think of uh, Freight Train from Vandenberg? Yeah, you know, um, I liked Vandenberg and Campbell when they played for White Snake, even though they, they really weren't much on that album. Um, you know, in 87, 
Um, he was a great guitarist then. I, he didn't he have some hand issues back then where he had to have surgery and they brought in Steve Vai to replace some, but he he switched the rhythm then uh, for White Snake. And then all of a sudden, you know, now he's got this band. It's got like it, like Derek says, um, it's a little a little bit dated with the sound, but it, it's got a great opening riff. What I really digged about the song was the drums during the pre-chorus. I thought that yeah. was that was outstanding. So I, I, you know, it's a good song. He's a good, great guitarist. Well, I'll tell you, after doing sixteen of these episodes and uh, all the songs that you guys have brought and me, Derek is obvious. He's the guy who gets the harder stuff and stuff that leans towards uh, like seventy-three, your white, like your white zombie, your whore rock. He kind of goes that direction. Brad's, you're really good at the new stuff, but for me, I'm the guy who tries to either find has-been bands who did something new or new bands that sound old. Yeah, I guess that that's that's who I am. <laughs> Don't be ashamed. I'm not, not even a little. But it would be remiss is Vandenberg has this song called Freight Train, but the greatest song in the fucking world called Freight Train is done by a band you can find on Spotify called Chrome Molly. Greatest band in the city of Fenton, Michigan. But no, they really did a fucking awesome album. And Freight Train is my favorite song by Chrome Molly. Shameless plug. That's for you, Timmy. Okay, next song. <laughs> Them evils. Where you gonna crash tonight? So, um, I found this song. I, you know, I was trying to change up the way I would pick music, and I picked something that you guys might, you know, be in your wheelhouse. This band was is based out of California. This song, "Where You Gonna Crash Tonight," kind of reminds me of a buddy that we have. That every time he goes out drinking, he's staying at somebody different's house. Um, never knows where he's going to end up. So this was actually a collaboration song with um, Escape the Fates, Kevin the Thrasher, and Sick Puppy slash Black Veil Brides member Aaron Edwards. They helped uh, collaborate on this song. Um, it's a three-piece band. They got an upbeat sound. They got some heavy guitar tones, some pounding drums. And one of the things that Derek always says is got catchy vocal melodies. So play it. Them evils, where are you gonna crash tonight? Woke up on the edge of a new bus, half cocked and I'm dying of boredom. Took a hit to find out what it does, I knew it just because. Like a wolf in a hen house Left up with the dose and get down Say what, say you're up and I'll come round Always on the run Cause I can't tell you Where I'm gonna be Anything like yesterday You know I'll pay for it in the morning Free birds flying High on killing time And all I really wanna know right now Is where you gonna crash tonight
Derek, what do you think of them evils? Well, I got to tell you, um, yeah, I always talk about the rock voice and I talk about urgency. So this is totally different. He had a really <laughs> cool rock voice, but it was in a really cool, calm, smooth. This is like a just a cool dude, the way he sang. I I loved it. I loved the flow of the, the flow of the song was super cool. It just you could just sit back and listen to this song. I um let me see, let me think think for a second. Um, I loved. I mean, the guitar and drums were awesome on it. I can't believe it was only a three piece band. I'll say that yeah, right now. I didn't know right. that. Um, and I loved the cool drum breakdown. The drum breakdown was super cool. And it kind of remind me, I mean, where are you going to crash tonight? Remind me of the time I was in Vancouver and uh, <laughs> I spent uh, like $25 to have a, ho- a hotel room above a strip club. And, and the next day I thought, well, I'd rather sp- save that $25 for strippers. So I told my friend Damon, ah, we don't need to get a hotel room. We'll figure out a place to crash tonight. And, well, it didn't go so well for me. But anyhow, I loved the song. It was, it was really cool. A super cool song. I love the song, too. It's like a total, uh, like, kind of party hookup song. I really like, like, the uh, kind of the pulsing bridges. I wonder if that's the same part that you're talking about with the uh, drum breakdowns, Derek. I, I bet you it is. But uh, also, I thought the strong, the vocals were strong and... I liked the yeah, but he... guitar part. You know, it wasn't a overpowering guitar song like I like, but when he had his moment, I, I thought he really captured it. It's it a cool yeah. song. It was almost my favorite song this week, but it's not. Yeah, the the way he sang is cool. I, I always liked that urgency in the voice, but the way he broke it down, he was so smooth and cool. I mean, he just seemed like a cool cat when he sang. It was yeah, yeah. I, I was really impressed by his the way he sang it. It was really cool. So the song I want to do next is "Those Damn Crows." Who did it? So obviously, that's another one of my songs I picked. Um, you know, "Those Damn Crows." Actually, I, I found the, I found the band because uh, we have a Volkswagen Bug that is called the Stark Raven you know, because it's black. And so we have, uh, you know, it's like a crow. Um, so, we're, you know, the mission of this band is to write great songs and play a great show. What a better mission. Um, this song has a hard hitting, powerful, melodic, um, you know, hard rock sound. Um, you know, so I really, I really digged it. I think the singer's got a good voice. The, you know, the, the band members actually play very well, but the biggest thing in the Valley of uncle Tom's cabin where everybody knows someone, finally somebody asked this question, who did it? 30 years it took for somebody to ask who did it. They didn't answer it, though. (laughs) 30 years from now, somebody else will. Well, let's hear it and see if we can figure out who did it. Those damn crows. There's a strong 
really like the guitar tone on this song. I, I really like that. And I really like the part where he did some muted strumming going in and out of the different parts of the song. I kind of thought the lyrics were almost like a country song in a way that kind of got turned metal because country artists are always talking about their little song and how word travels fast in their little town town not song you know heard it from a friend who who heard it from a friend who who says you've been messing around but there's one thing that bugged me about this song who did it who did it it just bugs the shit out of me the way he pronounces did it in the chorus (laughs) it's just me (laughs) how did the song hit you derek I kind of like the slow kind of a stomp, you know, I kind of like the way that turns out, you know, I'm, I wasn't too sure the chorus wasn't a huge fan and the guy does have a good voice. I mean, he can hit every note. I would not call him. I would not give him the, the Derek stamp of approval of a good rock voice, but he can hit the notes. And part I didn't like was the guitar breakdown. They did a little guitar breakdown was weak. We just talked about them evils. They did the drum breakdown, which was really powerful. The guitar one was just totally weak. And here's what I look at. So in lots of these songs, they have some weak areas. So on this one, it seemed to get, as I listened to it, it seemed to get weaker and weaker and weaker. And you can have weak parts of your song as long as you have some really strong components that can mask it. But in this song, they just didn't have as many strong components to mask the weak parts of it for me. And the only part, the one part I really liked was I, I love the name of the band because I could see, I could be like, Hey, get out of my garden. And my wife could say, who are you talking to? And I'd say, (laughs) Oh boy. Oh boy, Derek. And with that, let's move on to my favorite band and song of the week. Derek, do you have any guesses what song I'm going to next? Speedstroke, baby. Speed fucking stroke, you got it. Who fucked who? Fucking <laughs> awesome song. Lay it on me. Uh- this is the first band I've ever heard of that came from Italy. Are you kidding me? Italy? Really? I thought they just did pizza. No. They can rock, my brother. And uh, it, I actually wrote down, best song of the week. You are correct. CJ, you're so intelligent. <laughs> this is just a mover, a tail feather shaker. Uh, I love the tempo. I love the cadence of the chorus. It's so cool. And, um, yeah, kind of like, unlike, uh, the damn crows people, (laughs) but, uh, unlike the damn crows, this song gets better. As you listen to it, you start liking it more and more. Um, and there's no need to thank me for this. Uh, it's just a blessing. I like to give you guys and let's listen to it. I I love this song. Speed stroke. Who effed who? Do not miss tonight's episode of
Brad, what do you think of speed stroke, man? Well, um, I kept I couldn't get past the forty second mark of this song. Oh off boy! The, no, no, no! Off, off! No, at thirty seven seconds, there is this guitar fill that just cracks me up. I start, I kept laughing and laughing and laughing. Um, it's just because I had never heard of it, heard of you know that type of fill before. But um, no, it's got it's got a pl- it's got a playful guitar sound on uh, the riffs between the bass guitar in the in the regular the guitarist are nice or and then you said you know tempo and it has a lot of tempo i wrote the progression of the song flows well and their transitions are just amazing it all flows perfectly wait a second did you just say you couldn't get past the 42nd mark so how the hell did you hear this shit well, I I did, but I kept going back to that spot going, oh, my God, I got to hear this again. I kept going back to it. Let's hear it again. Let's hear it again. Oh, I I took it as a negative comment. No, like, well, it, like, was, like, it was. Like, the song was okay, and you were 40 <laughs> seconds, and you were ejecting out. Yeah, I should I should have kept saying that route, but I couldn't. It's a good song. It's I the love best the song. Pedal to the metal speed and groove of this song man i actually think some of the guitar tone almost sounds like early guns and roses slash tone it i mean it just when you hear slash play you you know it's him but this this sounded kind of slashy to me but speed stroke i i i can't tell you a lot of great stuff why i love it but Dude, it's just a rocking groove that that's the end. So the next song really rocks. And it, it rocks hard. I was shocked at how hard it rocked. And it I'm I thought about bringing it myself, but I had a feeling that Derek might bring it too. Because it's a has been band that did something new. And I'm all about hearing new shit from old bands. Striper, Blood from Above. So I remember back when I was a young little child, a young whippersnapper, in my Easter basket, I got a gift from the Easter Bunny, and it was Striper, Yellow and Black Attack. (laughs) And... uh, and it's appropriate for Easter, right? They're a religious band. And the song's called Blood From Above. And if you thought they shook their Christian values, you are wrong when you listen to this song. I mean, it is it is straight out of the Bible. The thing about this band is the music, the guitars, the drums, man, it's heavy as shit. It's really good. Um. My one thing is, well, I got a couple of things. I got to be honest with you guys. I don't like the cadence of the vocals that that goes into the chorus. It kind of bothers me. And I've never been a fan of Michael Sweet's voice at all. He's got a great voice, but it's not a great rock voice. But the music just kicks ass, and I thought it was pretty cool. And it's something I, I haven't heard from them from a long time. So I wanted to put this out there because I wanted to make this my heaven selection. Well, let's take a ride to heaven. Striper, 
blood from above. song is <laughs> first striper it is straight up some thrash metal and i think it's got a killer solo too what do you think of this one bradley well i i i agree that the riffs sound amazing um the, that muted power chords there, there's nothing better than that sound um and they've always been known for having that great guitar sound um michael kind of like we talked about what was the lead, lead singer of uh, vixen's band that was out a couple weeks ago Gardner with all those Gardner. harmonics that where they kept playing with the guitar he's got yep. too much for Michael's got way too much vibrato in this song um carrying out the notes too long trying to make it into another another you know another pitch uh just that was just too much but have you ever noticed that Robert's drums all, never sound deep they always sound like he's only playing on the the um Oh, God, I'm drawing a blank on what it's called. The snare drum? Like he's only playing on the snare? Well, maybe maybe he's got a small kit and he doesn't like lots of toms. Well, he's got he's got a pretty good-sized kit, but he turns sideways. And I wonder if you're losing the deep end, the bass out of that. Because there wasn't as much... There, he plays a double bass, and you could barely... You know, you didn't... I mean, it was a thrash song, so it was there, but it wasn't predominant. Is he as good yeah, as Travis Barker? Oh, no, no one's as good as Travis Barker. <laughs> he's better. Except for maybe Morgan Rose, which hopefully we'll be talking to sometime in the future. I think we've heard that before, haven't we, Derek? Move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been to heaven. Take us to hell, Derek. Psychosexual baby on fire. So... Interesting fact. The lead singer, you got to watch the video. You have to watch the video. The lead singer looks like the devil. He's got this mask, or I don't know what the fuck's going on with this guy. But his name is Devil Daddy. And it's <laughs> actually it's actually Jeremy Spencer, the former drummer from Five Finger Death Punch that left the band because of a degenerate, degenerative or whatever, uh, a disc problem in his back. And he joined uh, Indiana, some Indiana police force and stuff. And, and now he formed a new band. And his band consists of 
the guitarist named Crucifer, Crucifier, maybe. Uh, the bass player is Astaroth, and the drummer is Volok. And when asked why he became Devil Daddy, he actually said, my dog, who is a chihuahua, told me to. So, anyhow, this is my hell selection from Striper. And look, he doesn't have the best, I don't know, the way he sings, it's not the best voice in the world. It's not, and with a, with a name like that, you're not meant for mainstream success, are you? I don't think so. Doesn't have the best voice, but, but I found it really intriguing. I really kind of liked listening to it. And I, I couldn't decide if he's legit evil until I found out he's from Five Figure Death Punch. I thought, well, maybe he's not legitimately evil. But the bottom line of this is I found the scantily clad nuns that were swinging on poles a little arousing, and that may come from me being raised as a Catholic boy, but... Okay, uh, Derek, hold on. We're going to play this song. I got to step away for a second. You guys carry this bitch until I get back. Psychosexual baby on fire. My rod is a thrust. The penetrating force of my venom shall shatter the sanctity of that mind which is barren of lust. In the name of the great god Pan, may my secret thoughts be marshaled into the movements of the flesh of that which I desire. Hail psychosexual. Sexual. All right, so you want to kiss on Daddy's Snake tonight. What, <laughs> what a great lyric. This, this, um, the lyrics of the song were creatively written. Um, there's a lot of references in there that you got to check out and you actually really listen to that are pretty damn good. Um, you know, it's a simple sound. The guitar and everything in the... Um, it was, you know, it was almost like dance music, um, you know, that was modified in rock. Um, so, it, you know, that was that was all right. Now, you you mentioned his voice. When I first heard it, I went, "Oh God!" But his voice grew on me. He, um, I can see this band going on tour with in this moment, you know, something very theatrical because he's got his his face is all red with the horns. The drummer, 
and the guitarist and bass player all wore those Minotaur hat or helmets or hats, whatever they are, you know, with the ram head. And oh god, I want one of those so bad. Um, you know, the song grew on me. The video, I did watch the video, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, the nuns, I was like, uh, uh, I, I shouldn't be like liking this, but wow. Nuns. I might, I might get my wife a habit and have her put it on one night when I feel a little crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh boy. Well, okay. Listen, this is what I thought of psychosexual baby on fire. This is totally the Motley Crew in the beginning intro, right? Did you guys talk about that? No. Oh, I don't it like Motley. Just Crew. like the beginning. From you, you remember it's called the beginning. It's the intro to uh, shout the devil in the beginning. The oh yeah, yeah, yeah. God, yeah, so good always. I thought this was very similar. And uh, man, I didn't like this song. And I know this was Derek trying to recapture some uh, Rob Zombie singing, super sexy swinging sounds. And uh, no, you know what? You're, you're on the no, can. hey, DJ, you gotta stop right now. No, that's not right. What, what is right? It is he, is he, is he going in the beer fridge again? Beefcake in the beer fridge, you got it. I had to after hearing that song, I was so worked up, I needed something to cool down. Anyways, I picked out. that the major, the big reason I picked that song is I was on the fence. But then when I decided to put Striper on the playlist, and I gotta go with the, I gotta go with Hell. <laughs> I, uh, I I don't know, man. I didn't I didn't like that one. I thought Derek, you brought the best song and the worst song this week. Well, That's thank my you. Two cents. So we're into my shit. We're back in to some good songs, and after I left the Dutch. I flew over to the UK for Bad Touch. Let Go. The band is Bad Touch. The song is Let Go. Not to be confused with the uh, band who had the song called Bad Touch that I can't remember. The Bloodhound. The Bloodhound Gang. The Bloodhound Gang. The band, Bad Touch. Song, Let Go. They're from the UK. They got a new album out called Kiss the Sky. It's their second album. I love the rock and roll soul. I think it's kind of a Black Crows feel. I just think it's a cool, bluesy rock and roll song. So let's hear it. Bad Touch, let go.
did they blues it up enough for you? Yeah, the first thing I thought of was uh, it sounds like a Black Crows and a Tora Tora bands had a baby. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a total feel good song. It's very cool. It's a it's a perfect song to listen to when you're in a good mood, just cruising down the road with your windows open. You got the wind blowing through your luxurious hair. Sorry about that, beefcake. Since you don't have hair, but. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, no, it's a really cool bluesy rock song. Um, it was a, it was a true taint tickler for me, and uh, it was a very enjoyable listen. I liked it. Well, they got lots of singles out, but this is the one I like the best. Brad, what do you think? Well, that taint working for me, and I did let it go. Um, to me, what this song's <laughs> what this song reminded me of, and I hate to say this, guys, but it reminded me of a campfire song that you get all your buddies together. You got somebody with the tambourine, somebody with the bongo drum, and somebody with an acoustic guitar, and that left-handed cigarette is getting passed around. Um, I could never get into the Black Crows, um, you know, because in this song has the Black Crow vibes. The riffs were okay, and I think that was to try to, you know, to promote, you know, the singer's voice. The singers did have a good voice, but that's about all. That's all it really did for me. Okay, oh, well, God. oh, Brad, Brad hates the UK <laughs> and America. It's horrible. Well, well, after I left the UK, before I came home, I had to make a stop in Greece. And when you're talking about heavy metal and the Greeks, you're talking about Firewind. And they have a couple different singles out as well. I think the whole album is strong, but this is my favorite song off the album, Firewind, Kill the Pain. So I told you they're from Greece. This was a side project that became a fully legit band by guitar player Gus G you know Gus he uh, took Zach's gig on one of the recent Ozzy albums did a great job he's no Zach but he he's pretty damn good this band's had tons of past members I can't go through them all this is their ninth album Herbie Langes is on vocals and uh, this is a killer band with killer guitar work. The vocals, I think, are a little in question. I'll let you guys decide. Firewind, kill the pain.
You know, it, this song definitely is an older soul song. You know, so how what is the average age of this band, do you think? Because it sounds like 1984. Well, man, they put out nine albums. This, yeah, so they're, they've, been, no, they've been around for a while. Songs. Right. Um, you know, I really felt, you know, I, and I don't know if it's my, I got some new Bluetooth headphones. I'm on my fourth phone this week. Um, and so I don't know if I, my equalizer was wrong or, you know, an off, but I couldn't, you know, I could barely hear the singer's voice throughout the song. So I said, this song would have been hands down an amazing instrumental. If that, if that's what they did, you know, the melodies of the guitar were solid. I love the double bass drum throughout the song, the way they, oh, that just was rocking, but I could not get the singer's voice. That's the problem with today's heavy metal is we the musicianship is outstanding. We just can't find enough good singers to to make it happen. But I think this guy is better than most. Derek, what do you think of Firewind? Well, they came out of the box swinging. I mean, they were playing that song at breakneck speed. It says is. I mean, the instrumental was fantastic. The drummer, my arms were getting tired. I wasn't even moving, but he was <laughs> drumming so fast. And, yeah, I, I, I thought that was awesome. And, um, okay, but I have to say, I think uh, Devil Daddy is a way better singer. Sorry about that, <laughs> oh, CJ. Sweet Jesus. Yeah, oh, Sweet Jesus. So that's appropriate. Yes, Devil Daddy was way better. Um. Uh, I Maybe got bored with set it. that song on fire. <laughs> yeah, I wish he would have because I got bored after about two minutes, and then I was like, "Who the hell's in the band?" Ingve J. Malmsteen, because <clears throat> oh my lord, can the guitar solo be any longer? Are you kidding me? I got <laughs> bored with that shit. It was way too long. That's what One happens listen. when the guitar player is the. Uh... The, the main, the, the owner of the band. Yeah, exactly. I mean, one listen was fine for me. I thought it petered out, and f it was like over four minutes long, and I was like, oh, my God. I think two minutes would have been fine for this song, so that's where I'm at. I'll take that as a thumbs down. So the last song is a song from Brad, and... I guess uh, I, I I guess I like getting the songs for the podcast on Tuesday or Wednesday, but really no hurry. But the sooner you get them in, the more time the three of us have to spend time listening to them. I uh, listen to mine usually to and from work, and then uh, one last time making notes for the podcast. That's the way I do it. But. Every once in a while, somebody is 
straggling along with our last song. And sometimes that somebody is me. But last week that somebody was Brad. <laughs> so I had so I had to get Brad and I wanted him to know that he was still one song missing. And that motherfucker, you motherfucker, you sent me this. Violent idols, fuck you. And <laughs> and I don't know if you meant it personally or not, but it came in pretty fast. Tell me about well, the violent idols, my man. Well, here is what I am thinking, because last week I brought the violent, and you guys did not like them. You know, the former Red Sun Rising, which pissed me off. Every week you guys bring music from 1973... Are you fucking kidding me? You shut up with that 1973 bullshit. These are all new songs. They're all new songs. Don't listen to Beefcake. Speed Stroke is a 1973. So I I found this band. um, They're an aggressive hard rock band. They actually wrote the the intro song for that new wrestling, all elite wrestling um, they have it out there. This has a hard-hitting tempo, very toned-down guitars. Um, if this does not hit you to the core, there's something wrong. And I was not sending this to you, CJ. I'm sending this to all these little motherfuckers who are out there whining and crying because they can't get their way, so they raise total hell with everybody else. And I just want to walk into the room and say... Fuck you. Because they can hide behind their social media and do it, but they're never going to say it to somebody's face. But I will. So I'm bringing it. So fuck you. Play it. All right. Brad's ode to the keyboard warriors. Violent idols. Fuck you. All right, well, I can't believe we have three songs on this podcast that feature so many F-bombs. You know, there's so, <laughs> we have three songs that drop the F-bomb constantly. And, um, and so, you know, my, my I was clutching my pearls because I was so offended. <laughs> um, at the first listen to this song, I turned it off. I thought there was no creativity. It was boring. And I thought, yeah, well, fuck you. And then <laughs> I listened to it again. 
And then I started to really dig it. I don't know who this Aaron dude is. I don't, they're featuring Aaron, whatever his name is. Who are, I don't know who he is. It's not a warm and fuzzy kind of an attitude kind of a song, but that's right in my wheelhouse. I liked it. Um, and I found myself singing it in my head when I work with the public. <laughs> but, I have to, but I have to say, with the way Beefcake brought this to us with his attitude, it made me want to hate it. Because I don't like your attitude about this, but damn it, it was a pretty good song, you know. Sounds like it's from 1977. <laughs> yeah. Dickhead. Well, I'll tell you what, I really wanted to hate this song. I wanted to blow this thing up, say it was a, a toilet song, potty talk, and... This it grows on you. This is what happens when you got nothing to write about. You just write fuck, 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 fuck. And you know what? It's not that bad. The more, the more I listen to it, it's not that bad. And it does have some strong attitude. I can appreciate its attitude. But I will tell you, let's play a little over or under. How many times do you think he says fuck in this song, Brad? Because I counted. 78. Derek? I'll say under. Under would be correct. It's only 30. It's only 30, but it feels like more. (laughs) It's only 30, but it feels like more. But you know what? I kind of like this song, so... Man, good good job out of you guys this week, man. I, I, oh, I think, I think it was one think of our best. Really, I think we really got nine pretty damn good songs this week. Hey, was that another contest? I just, did I just beat Brad again with my over-under? Yeah, I think <laughs> other than the bit that I'm going to say that you lose every single contest, I think you've actually won three in a row if we count that. Oh, it would be I, I'm protesting because you already called him out for cheating that he's uh, he's on the, the computer looking at these things. <laughs> well, I'll tell I'm you I never want you guys to do is to never, ever go on loudwire.com and look at their lists and say, boy, I wonder what CJ might ask us this week. So, <laughs> so thank you very much for doing the podcast. Good job, and good night now. Good night now. Thank you for listening to the Rock Roundtable Podcast. The best way to listen to the podcast is on the Anchor app. Immediately following the podcast, the songs we reviewed this week will play in their entirety if you are a Spotify premium or Apple Music subscriber and you're logged on to those applications. Favorite the podcast inside of the Anchor app and we can become Anchor friends. You can leave me audio messages to be played on next week's show 
and you could even be part of the podcast as a guest host. So this is your motherfucking invitation. If there is a new song that you want to hear us review on the show, email it to me. It rocks podcast at protonmail.com and subscribe, review, rate five stars. It really helps out in the search results optimization so the show can be found and heard by more people. Thank you for listening. <laughs>